Blog Talk Radio. Tonight on Dr. Anonymous Show 183, coming up, uh, we have uh, the hosts of the uh, very successful program called Radio Rounds. You can get there by going to radiorounds.org. This is a show that was uh, created and completely produced by medical students at the Boonshoft School of Medicine at Wright State University here in Ohio. They do great interviews over there, but tonight I will turn the tables on them and ask them some questions. We'll talk about the origins of the show, what's it like to be a medical student these days, social media, and whatever else comes up. So we'll talk about that and a lot more coming up on the Dr. Anonymous Show starting right now. Welcome to the show that is passionate about medicine and social media. This is the Dr. Anonymous Show live on a Thursday night here on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Mike Savella, and I am Dr. Anonymous, but my friends, like all of you out there, you call me Dr. A. To find out more information about me, just type Dr. Anonymous into your favorite search engine. That should be the top link over there. You can also go to DrAnonymous.com, which brings you the uh, most current show schedule. We have some great shows coming up uh, in the next few weeks, so check those out. Also, some recent blog posts and some TV interviews of me doing some interviews with local TV news here. Very proud of that. You can also go to DrAnonymous.net. Shout out to all 265 people who like the show, who are friends of the show, however they do that now. Also, some exclusive behind-the-scenes video of me doing this show. You can also go to DrAnonymous.org. That brings you right to the iTunes page where you can subscribe to the show, leave a comment. I very much appreciate that. You can also listen in real time to this show on your uh, iPhone, including the iPhone 4, which I just purchased this past weekend. Also, on your BlackBerry, Palm Pre, Droid, whatever mobile device you have, just direct your mobile browser to blogtalkradio.com slash Dr. Anonymous. Today is Thursday, September 16th, 2010. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and it is 63 degrees Fahrenheit here at Dr. Anonymous World Headquarters. And I've had some storms that uh, blew through here as uh, as close as 90 minutes ago here at Dr. Anonymous World Headquarters and uh, some huge storms here in northeastern Ohio. Also saw some tornado warnings, not around here, but I think in the down in the Columbus, Ohio area. So everyone listening down there, um, the storm has passed and hope there wasn't too much damage where you were at. Uh, coming up, 
uh, will be the hosts of the wildly popular program called Radio Rounds. You can get there by going to radiorounds.org. And uh, it is a, uh, I'm reading from their site here, it is a weekly medical radio talk show hosted and produced by medical students at the Wright State University Boomshot School of Medicine, the first and only radio show in the United States that is produced entirely by medical students. So very excited to uh, welcome in just a few minutes. Uh, Alvish Kalra, the creator, founder, and host, and also... Uh, Shami Das is here as well, so we'll be uh, talking with them uh, a little bit. And uh, one of the things that I, is very enjoyable is uh, <laughs> I encourage you to check out their show. It's a, it's a very good show, and uh, they, uh, they record live uh, on Sunday mornings at, uh, I believe, noon Eastern time. So even you people out there on the West Coast, you can uh, get up early and listen to their show live. And also download their show on the uh, on the iTunes um, as well. And uh, one of the things that, and I got this from their show here, uh, how they uh, how they do their little sign out at the end of the show. And uh, I love their tagline here. They say, "One day we'll be your doctors," and I think it's I think it's very funny. And um, I will uh, let me just play this here because you guys can just kind of experience it for yourself here. I'm John Corker. I'm Shami Das. I'm Avash Kalra. And I'm Lakshman Swami. And one day, we'll be your doctors. I think it's kind of funny myself. So it's kind of got that 60 minutes type of, uh, type of look. Uh, so, but, uh, but, you know, they've had some very good interviews. Um, they've interviewed our good friend Kevin M.D. And, uh, in the past, who has been on this show. Uh, also, they've interviewed the president of the American Medical Association. Also, author Samuel Shem, known for the book House of God. And also they um, have a good friend of theirs, Dr. Evan Lyon, who uh, gave some reports uh, about Haiti and from Haiti, I believe, uh, and also the editor-in-chief of the Journal of the American Medical Association, who uh, just coincidentally announced just this week that she'll be stepping down from that position next summer, um, and even a compelling interview uh, with one of their medical student colleagues who was diagnosed with breast cancer during finals week, and uh, you can see an interview uh, of that on today's post at DrAnonymous.com. It was a great interview that they've had there. They've also had some residency directors on their show for you med students out there, physician authors, patients, um, and also in interviews uh, um, at the local, not really local, but uh, Akron Children's Hospital where I did my, uh, part of my residency training there. So uh, so these, uh, these guys have been all around. So uh, we'll be uh, talking about their show and some of their experiences about the show. But first, I would like to thank Blog Talk Radio for featuring the show here again this evening on the front page. Welcome to those of you who are new to the show. I have been a social media hobbyist since uh, 2005, and if you're curious, yes, I am a real doctor. I am a family physician in full-time private practice, meaning I see patients five days a week in the hospital and in my office here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. And if you're listening live, you can... See my shining face here on the webcam here uh, this evening. Just go to the uh, top of the chat box and click on the webcam icon, and you can see me doing the show live before your eyes. Very exciting. Um, and uh, before we go to the break, um, I do want to give a big uh, shout-out to the people in my chat room, but before that, I want to give a big shout-out to our good friend Potato Chip on Twitter. 
Um, she had a procedure today and uh, saw on Twitter that everything went well with that. So a shout-out to her, and uh, she's a avid listener to the show, so thank you for that. And uh, also the people in my chat room here right now, we have some guests in the show. Welcome to the guests. If you register here at the uh, Blog Talk Radio page, you'll be able to type in the chat room and make fun of me like the rest of these people. Um, and uh, we have Liz, we have uh, PK, and uh, we do have uh, our uh, guest and also our good friend J-Man, um, who is uh, listening to the show, probably also watching football here uh, this evening because J-Man does the multitasking very well. <laughs> uh, so I will uh, go to my break here, and on the other side of this break will be uh, uh, the hosts of the Radio Rounds program. You're listening to the Dr. Anonymous Show, a, a member of the Family Medicine Education Consortium. You can get there by going to fmec.net and uh, also a member of the Better Health Network at uh, getbetterhealth.com and also a, a proud member of the ProMed Network of Podcasts. You can there, get there by going to promednetwork.com as we go to the break, this is the Radio Rounds theme, which I enjoy very much. We'll be right back. to the Dr. Anonymous Show, live on Blog Talk Radio. And on the line we have uh, with us right now, uh, Abbas Kalra and uh, Shami Das. Welcome to the show there, gentlemen. Thank you, Dr. Thanks for having us. So I think I, I've been wanting to get you guys on the show for a long time, um, and I know uh, just with scheduling and things, uh, it's taken a little bit of a while, uh, but uh, I just want to let you guys know I've admired your show for a long time, and uh, um, it's, uh, it's, it's very well done. Let me, let me start with, with the, the Avash here. Before we get into the show here, um, why don't you just kind of share with us um, kind of your path uh, towards uh, medical school. How did you, um, kind of your background as far as where you went to college and, and what kind of drew you towards uh, medicine in the first place? Sure. Well, 
Uh, like so many of us in medical school, I guess uh, we all have a unique path and different reasons for, for wanting to go to medical school. But uh, I, I guess originally, I'll start from the beginning, I uh, grew up in England and uh, moved to the U.S. when I was 11. And uh, eventually, uh, after high school, I, I went to Cornell University for my undergrad, and I was a psychology major there. And uh, I kind of got involved in a lot of journalism activities at that time. I wrote for the newspaper. I started writing for a couple other publications. Um, sort of started becoming interested in medicine through a, a medical assistant program that they had at the health center there that I became involved in as far as uh, started seeing some patients with the nurses. And, and uh, that kind of got me interested in the field. And uh, the other thing that drew me to medicine at that point was that I sort of uh, enjoyed the the storytelling aspect of medicine. Uh, you know, I was uh, I, when I first arrived at at college at Cornell, I, I was an English major, and and uh, storytelling was kind of my thing. And and I sort of saw an opportunity to to do that through medicine as well. And uh, took a little time off after college. I did some research, worked at the National Institutes of Health, and and then the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and then uh, applied to medical school and uh, started a couple years ago, and I'm a third-year student now. Um, and, uh, Sean, I want you to share a little bit about uh, your story, your path um, that led you towards uh, applying to medical school. It was a long path. It took a few attempts, to be honest. But um, I think ever since I was young, I've always had this fascination of trying to understand the world around me and, you know, how things work and always asking why, and I think for me, you know, it persisted all the, through, all the way through, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school, college, um, and at an early age, I got a fascination with health, you know, like what is it that makes some, some people, you know, healthy and other people undergo illnesses and disease, and that process, and then it became, well, you can get the knowledge, but, you know, I want to do something where I can actually use the knowledge and help other people. And it sounds kind of cliche, but for me, it was really about understanding, you know, how the human body works and then being able to use that knowledge for good, meaning, you know, giving people the opportunities that, you know, could make a huge impact on their lives, whether they are healthy, they recover from disease, they can uh, do the things that they want to do. And I think that's something that's a privilege for a lot of people. Um. And I think Sean, you're, you're like you're like the uh, uh, like a tech guy of the of the show, kind of the uh, the, the geek, or if I can, if I can use that term. Were you always oh, interested yeah, in technology and uh, uh, you know uh, techie type of things? Yeah, it's funny you say that because um, I'm trying to remember my first interaction with technology. It was probably at a young age, and I just remember playing around with her uh, at home. I was probably elementary school, and we had a video camera, and I was in charge of making home movies. And then once I went to middle school, I actually started a, um, a news, like a video newsletter that we would do, like announcements in the morning over the, the school video system. So I think that's where my first experiences uh, with, you know, audio-video production uh, happened. So I think very from a very, very early age, it's always intrigued me. And, um, yeah, I'm a geek. You can say that. <laughs> do you remember what your, what your first computer was? My first computer, our own personal computer, was this huge IBM, and we were so excited because my, we went we went to my grandparents' place one summer. This is when we were living in Florida, and we went to their place. And my grandfather's like, "We're going to get you a computer." And this was probably, oh man, I'd have to say third, fourth grade, maybe fifth grade. And 
we were so excited. I mean, I had a chance to, to play with the computers at school in our computer lab, and the, the Macintosh had just come out. Uh, we were thrilled about that. But the funny part was, it was this clunker that we that he, he got from, um, I guess, it was this is the city, and they were just getting rid of it because it was old, and it was huge. It had to weigh like 50 pounds. But, um, you know, we could play Oregon Trail and, you know, the, those kind of computer games on there. And, you know, at that time, we were fairly content. Um, and uh, just going over your, your uh, bio here, Avash, uh, you, you wrote for your school college newspaper, but were you – were you formally trained in journalism, or was that just an interest that you were writing, or how did that happen? Yeah, I, I, I've never been formally trained other than uh, through the constant feedback from editors, but I, I sort of, for as long as I can remember, I've, I've written for, you know, school newspapers and stuff like that. I started um, really writing uh, a lot back in middle school, started writing for the newspaper at our school, and then that continued into high school. And a lot of the stuff that I wrote originally in, in high school and um, beyond, uh, so a little bit in college, was a lot of sports journalism as well, so a lot of sports r- reporting, um, particularly ice hockey, in fact. And uh, I, I, the column that I had for the newspaper uh, in undergrad was actually an arts and entertainment column. So I sort of did a, a whole variety of different types of writing, and now I actually write a column for the Dayton Daily News uh, called Notes from a Med Student where I kind of talk about my experiences going through medical school. So I've kind of done a lot of different things. It's, I've learned as I've gone along, and, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun for me. It's, it's, I consider it a hobby, and, and hopefully I can continue it as I move along. Now, did you do any kind of, uh, like, electronic writing, like blogs or anything like that at all, or before the podcast? Uh, we actually, when we first started Radio Rounds uh, back in the spring of 2008, we, we did have a blog before we switched over to our RadioRounds.org site. Uh, we would kind of post, post uh, you know, our thoughts on our shows and things, and we kind of transitioned to, to instead writing a sort of a re- full recap of each episode on, on our website. So we started off writing a blog, and I kind of maintained that at the beginning, but we've kind of gone away from that as we've moved along and become more, more busy as med students. Uh, my guest on the line here is uh, Avash Kalra, the uh, creator, founder, and host of Radio Rounds, and also Shami Das, the executive uh, producer of uh, Radio Rounds. Um, and let's talk. Let's dive into this a little bit here, Avash. Uh, just kind of to, um, describe to us kind of what, what was the inception of your mind as far as what was your vision of of this uh, of Radio Rounds when you're like, oh, you know, I think we should, you know, I would presume tell stories. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, as I mentioned, uh, I wanted to to continue some sort of journalism um, outlet for myself in medical school, and I wasn't sure at first how that was going to happen. Uh, when I arrived at Wright State as a first-year student, I sort of learned that the undergraduate university here has a student-run radio show, uh, radio station rather, and it's it's a pretty nice station. That's you know it's an FM um, feed here in Dayton and. I kind of started looking into the possibility of maybe doing a show there. Originally, I sort of thought that it could be like an, an audio newsletter type thing for our school. And um, to be honest, when we first, when I first started considering the idea and looking into the possibility of getting a spot on their lineup, I didn't consider um, as much having a sort of a national show uh, for for medical students in general. I thought it would just be for our school or for our class. 
and uh, it was it wasn't until after the first show or two that we sort of realized that we had had the opportunity to do something sort of special. You know, it had never been done before as far as a radio program uh, produced by medical students, and um, we sort of saw that. Uh, there was interest in the public. The first episode that we did, much to our surprise and really sort of uh, humbled us a little bit too, you know, it, we learned that it broke the online listening record for the radio station at Wright State. Uh, people were just had heard about the show premiering and, and were interested. So we sort of saw it as an opportunity really to, you know, open up the door for the general public to sort of get a glimpse into what our life is like, and, and really conversely to get pre-medical and medical students a glimpse of what it's like in the medical profession itself. And so we sort of try and do that through the guests that uh, we speak to, because we sort of feel like we are a gateway or, you know, in limbo sort of between the general public and, and fully practicing physicians. So uh, we try and bring that perspective. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know that uh, the season uh, one, a lot of the episodes um, um, are – I guess, in the process of being put up. And uh, I know that I was looking at your schedule and, and uh, uh, your first guest was and has, has been and, and uh, one of my family medicine mentors, uh, uh, Gary Leroy. And uh, yeah. I'd be very curious when, when that is up uh, to uh, to take a, a listen to that. But listening to your show, it, it, it has a very much of a feel like an NPR type of feel, national public radio type of feel. Was that by design? That... Um I think that's probably my influence, if anything. I'm a huge podcast listener, uh, especially NPR. And, you know, I love listening to it while I drive. And so I think from the very beginning, what kind of, a, a, as Avash has mentioned, we really had to choose a direction for the show. Would we want to be a private organization or would we want to try to sell the show to somebody else? Or, you know, what did we want to do with it? And I think we're at a crossroads. And my preference, and I think, you know, the guys agree with this, is we want to see ourselves as in that venue, in the public radio arena, simply because it, it affords itself to more credibility in some respect. And for the most part, this is a service for our listeners. And, you know, whether they be the general public or students who are aspiring to be in medicine or who are in medicine, uh, for us, this was just a venue to provide service in another way other than treating, you know, their health care, for example. And so a lot of the inspiration for our show, including the transformation that it's undergone and continues to uh, undergo, are due largely to the to the influences in 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 public radio and kind of the look and the feel and the style of public radio has it continues to affect our growth. Now, when you were uh, when you guys were um, kind of conceiving your first season, season one, um, I think you were saying that you were kind of um, trying to maybe focus this to a medical student type of audience, did you kind of know, uh, you know, what kind of guests you wanted to get on, or was it just, you know, was it difficult to get guests on your show because you had no track record? Can you describe a little bit about, you know, kind of um, trying to create the first season? Yeah, well, it's funny that you say that as far as our original challenge of getting guests on. We we uh, were working very very much week to week back in, the, uh, in, in those days of season one, sort of, uh, you know, it would be Thursday or Friday, and we'd be wondering who, still trying to get the guests for Sunday afternoon, uh, just trying to get our name out there. Uh, we did a lot of local positions here in Dayton, uh, faculty members, and you, you mentioned, obviously, Dr. Leroy, who's a, a great mentor, certainly, a, you mentioned a view, and, and all of us here at Wright State as well, but um, we, we 
did focus a lot on, on uh, local positions, and it sort of became easier and easier as we went along, and, and as we started to get a big name or two on the show, I think it was our sixth episode where we had uh, Rachel Naomi Remen, who was the best-selling author of Kitchen Table Wisdom, uh, and, and sort of those sorts of things, those, those people who helped us out at the beginning kind of helped us gain uh, a little bit of credibility in the, in the medical journalism field, and we, we certainly didn't try and, and get any physicians on as far as, uh, you know, to talk about technical aspects of medicine, uh, much much like your show, your show, you know, sort of focus on uh, personal interest stories and, and um, uh, things that, that anyone can find interesting uh, to the show, something something unique to add to the, to the discussion. Now, now Shami, when, when a boss came to you with this idea and like, hey, uh, I think we can do this and I need your help with this and kind of what was your reaction to, you know, presenting of this conception of this idea? I think it's funny because I was probably a little bit more skeptical than Lakshman who immediately saw the brilliance in the idea and, you know, jumped right on board. Um, I still wasn't sure and I think it was just as Abash had mentioned after that first, the first couple of shows, and I realized that there's a lot more to this than what we are currently doing or were doing at that time. And, you know, after that, it's, you know, we've all been all in. And, and that means really all in because, you know, last year and even the year before, we were doing shows on test weekends. And to anyone else, it would seem insane. <laughs> so why would we spend our time when we, you know, we have an exam on Monday and we're sitting here in the studio on Sunday afternoon doing a show? You know, who in the right mind would do that? But I think... You know, it's from that very first, from the very first, you know, realization that this is going to be a big deal, and you know, it's a unique opportunity. And I think because of that, and the enjoyment we each get out of it, um, it's a huge privilege and honor to actually be a part of the show and to be, you know, part of this project. So I think, you know, after that, it's just it was all downhill, and it really consumes our free time now. Um, and Avash, I know you just typed that in the chat room. Maybe just tell us a little bit about uh, Lakshman Swami, who uh, can be with us, and kind of what his role was in those early type of days in, in the planning process. Yeah, well, Lakshman has been there really just uh, as so is Shami. Really, we've all been there from basically the beginning. Now, Lakshman is also a third-year student, as Shami and I also are here at the Boonshop School of Medicine at Wright State University. And he, um, much like us, had uh, interesting experiences leading up to medical school. He, he worked at the Cleveland Clinic uh, in a lab there, and, and we're all sort of non-traditional in the sense that we took some time off to gain some other perspectives and experiences before medical school. And Lakshman is also in the dual degree MD-MBA program, just as Sean is, and he wishes he could have been here tonight. But uh, Lakshman is, uh, you know, he's, he's, he co-hosted the show with me from, from day one, and as we've gone along, uh, Lakshman and I, Still try and host as much as we can. We've sort of added some uh, some additional hosts as we've gone along, but um, he's uh, you know certainly an integral part to, to the show. Um, and um, you mentioned some guests already, and, and um, people can go to radiorounds.org uh, to uh, get to the uh, full schedule. Um, and uh, I was I've been listening to your episodes here in just in preparation for uh, for this show, and uh, um, I listened to your uh, 25th episode, and uh, it was nice that you guys were kind of reflecting on the first 25 episodes. And uh, um, I don't know how many episodes you're up to now, but um, it seems like uh, that you've talked to a lot of people and have a lot of experiences uh, up to this point, and uh, it's, it's been a nice ride up to this point. Absolutely. Um, 
it, you mentioned that we we had our 25th episode back uh, a little while ago. We, our 50th episode is actually coming up already. Uh, October 31st is, is episode number 50. Of course, we have quite a ways to go to get to, I believe, 183, which is what you're on. But um, uh, num- yeah, number 50 is coming up, and, w- and you mentioned we've we've talked to um, some guests that we we really feel, I mean, truly, you know, as medical students, uh, privileged to be to have been able to talk to. Um, you mentioned uh, Samuel Shem. Obviously, he wrote one of one of the most well-known books about about the medical profession, The House of God, which had you know uh, had an interesting uh, reception from the public when it first came out, and, and it's sort of become a, a classic in the field. Uh, also, we've had uh, recently we had a physician, Michael Barrett, who's going to be on a space shuttle mission for NASA this uh, winter, which is it was pretty exciting for us uh, to hear that that his experiences in space. And uh, we have Howard Dean, who's the former governor of Vermont, who's coming on the show here in a in a couple, a few weeks. October seventeenth, I believe, is the day he'll be on. So, now tell me about that. I mean, how? I mean, that, that had to be a huge amount of you know preparation and asking and re-asking and and how that whole logistically <laughs> uh, was set up. Can you guys kind of go into that as far as how how that was uh, set up? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, uh, it was one of our one of our team members, John Corker. Um, so we basically on the show we kind of split up our tasks so that we're not all chasing the same uh, goal. But John's uh, he went to to Lobby Day, which is an event AMA has on Capitol Hill. And I think from the very beginning, you know, he had his goal set on trying to get an interview with Dr. Dean. And so after hounding them probably for maybe six <laughs> months now and. Part of it was just scheduling because obviously he's a very, very busy uh, person and, you know, we are kind of limited in the days that we can do interviews as well. So um, eventually the stars kind of aligned and we were, they were able to record the show just recently and um, we're in the process of getting that cut, but it was a huge honor to be able to do that. Um, and uh, so, Shama, you're the executive producer and uh, I presume that uh, – well, maybe you guys split this up. Do you, as far as the editing process and, and how it gets posted up to iTunes and things, is, is that a responsibility of one person, or is it split up? How does that work? Well, actually, I did want to take a step backwards and mention that in terms of our guests that we have on the show, um, one of the missions of the show is is oriented towards medical students, and it's oriented towards being able to come into contact with physicians who have done some really great things. And I think it's these interactions that, Help us, help us as future doctors become better uh, in our profession and to gain an appreciation of, you know, where medicine has gone and, you know, where it can go. And so, you know, through our education and through our training, not everyone has the opportunity to, you know, do rounds with a physician like that or to meet a physician who went to space or, you know, what it may, wherever it may be. And I think one of the goals and the missions of the show is to facilitate that interaction with our audience and our guests. So we like to, you know, have an open conversation where they feel that, they're getting knowledge and, and wisdom from our guests. And I think, you know, for us that's very important because we see the power in that in terms of, you know, how people perceive the medical profession. And one of one of the things we like to address is the idea that physicians will oftentimes be cynic, cynical or, um, you know, deride the medical profession given the difficulties, for example, in reimbursements and whatever it may be. And, you know, they'll say it was better 20 years ago. Well, so... It really wasn't. I mean, it's better today. It's better today than it was before because we can do so much more for our patients. And while, yes, reimbursements are decreasing 
to some extent. We're still the most well-paid profession, according to IRS tax data, compared you know compared to all the other professions. Doctors receive the most amount of money. Uh, if you consider everybody who practices or everybody who works within that field, so you know there there are things to be very proud of, and I think that's one of the parts of the show is we want people to realize that there's no better time to be in medicine. It's a very exciting thing to be doing. Um, so I just to, to take a sidestep. Um, but well, no, yeah, let me let, let me let, mm-hmm. no, let, let me follow up with that because that, that that's a very good point. Um, because it kind of listening to the different seasons of the show, it's um, it, it seems like um, there's a little bit um, of a flavor of maybe each of the seasons or parts of each of the seasons that that I've seen uh, or heard um, with each of the seasons. It seems like you know that maybe the first couple of seasons, um, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. It, it, it seems like you're we're at least really kind of focusing on a med student type of audience, um, um, uh, featuring people like uh, residency directors and things. But as as the as episodes go on, it seems like you're you're trying to you know, expand the reach of the show there a little bit. Even uh, talking about uh, philanthropic type issues, talking about advocacy type issues, um, and it's been an interesting kind of evolution uh, for the show. Just kind of. Um, um, uh, looking at it as as an outsider, do, do you guys kind of kind of see uh, that, or do you kind of see kind of like a a different type of identity from the show now, almost fifty episodes versus uh, episode one? I think that's exactly correct. I mean, from the very beginning, kind of as exactly as Lash had mentioned, you know, from the very first start, we wanted to kind of make a podcast for our class or for our school, and then it grew towards maybe the Dayton area or the region and you know, medical students or pre-medical students. And now that's, you know, that's exactly the direction we're going is while our primary audience is medical students, uh, pre-medical students and physicians, we do strive to make our content accessible to the general public because we feel that, you know, even they have something that they can gain from listening to the show or, you know, there are interesting things that they can learn also. And so, you know, that's kind of the way we're going now. Yeah, and you see it with the general public as well. I mean, just the, the TV shows that people like, House, Grey's Anatomy. I mean, people are are interested in how the medical profession works, and of course, in in those shows, they're interested in in the relationships that uh, physicians experience as well with with one another and with patients. But really, what we're trying to get at is what does being a physician really mean? Uh, what does it mean to be in the medical profession, or and and what does it mean to be a patient? So those are the kinds of things that we we like to uh, to highlight, uh, you know, we, as I mentioned, we would never go into the detailed steps, you know, while, while talking to a surgeon of a surgical procedure, but we would instead talk about the experience of the surgeon dealing with, you know, the worry and anxiety of the patient or the family is going through or, or the rewarding nature of doing something amazing for someone else in, in the community. So that's kind of uh, how we've we've formulated the show as we've gone along. And, and when, when we meet, uh, Lakshman Shami and I and, and John now as well, when we meet and go over show ideas, that's sort of our um, our driving question. You know, what what is the audience going to get out of this? What story do we want to tell this week? Uh, I just want to give a big shout out to the people in our chat room before we continue. Uh, ATC Sandra, we have Dr. West. Welcome, Dr. West. Faith ignited. Our good friend Kat, a couple of guests, J Man, and uh, Liz. Uh, you're listening to the Dr. Anonymous show here on the Blog Talk Radio, and uh, my guests on the line um, are a couple of hosts from the uh, Radio Rounds uh, program. You can get there by going to radiorounds.org. We have uh, Avash Kalra and uh, Shami Das. 
Um, and yeah, let's just kind of pick up uh, pick up where that uh, where we left off there, um, Avash, as far as you know, you know, um, you know, future ideas for the show as far as um, what you guys emphasize with every show is that you want to tell a good story. Um, and that's kind of how you select your guests or select what stories you're going to tell. What what uh, what makes a, a compelling story uh, that that you guys would think would be on the show? Well, it for for me anyway, and, and I'll, I'll comment briefly first, and then I'll let Shami take over as well. But for me, it's it's something that um, the the listener can can relate to uh, on some level. Um, a lot of us have been patients before. Uh, most people will experience that at some point in their life, including physicians. So we want to, to we, we like to sort of highlight the experience that, that patients go through in the, doc, in the doctor's office, in the hospital, um, and what they feel about that experience. Um, you know, we've, we've talked to, you mentioned uh, in, in your intro, the, uh, Casey, a classmate who, who dealt with breast cancer at the end of her first year and, and now is, is doing well and, and continuing with medical school and, and really contributing regularly to our show. Um, that's a pretty common thing that happens. And so, um, you know, we, we kind of went through with her in an interview about how how she dealt with that diagnosis, how she dealt with the recovery. Um, one, one guest that we have coming up later this season is a gentleman named Travis Roy, and he uh, was paralyzed from a, an ice hockey uh, accident. He, he was a freshman at Boston University and uh, played played hockey there for a very uh, just a, really a few seconds. It was his first shift of his first game back in the late 90s, and now he's a motivational speaker for spinal cord injury patients and uh, does some pretty amazing work. So a lot of it is about people overcoming uh, obstacles and and uh, that we we find that people really really can relate to and find interesting. Shami, do you, do you want to comment as well? Yeah, I mean, I I completely agree with what Avash said. I mean, um, you know, at the very end, there's a lot of great stories to be told, and I think through the through listening to stories, we all become better, regardless of what it, you know, whether it's in medicine or you know, just better people. Um, so yeah. Um, and uh, somebody who is it, it's kind of kind of taking the lead uh, for a little bit this season, uh, probably because of just time constraints for you guys, is uh, is John Corker. Um, uh, who I think it's funny that uh, on his uh, on the site it says Lee Correspondent. I guess he's kind of taken more of the lead in, in the uh, in the host chair there. Tell us a little bit about uh, John. Well, John is a is a tour de force. We love his uh, <laughs> his uh, smooth, uh, deep voice that he brings to the show, which uh, uh, Lakshman and I don't don't always have. But um, John is a you know he's a really uh, hard worker. He's a, he's an MD MPH student, a dual degree here at Wright State. He's a second year student and um, originally from Cincinnati. He went to the University of Notre Dame and uh, he's really he sort of became involved in uh, last year when he was a first year student in helping develop some episodes about health policy. He, as mm-hmm. Shami mentioned, he went to Washington D.C. to spearhead uh, the Lobby Day episode that we aired. Um, in March, and, and he uh, took the lead in getting in contact with Howard Dean, and, and also a, a woman named Peggy Wilmoth, who's a senior advisor to Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, and, and uh, Peggy Wilmoth is also going to be on the show in, in October. So he's very interested in healthcare policy and, and, and those aspects of the show, and has become involved uh, in, in really all aspects as we've gone along. Really uh, a great guy, John. 
Um, and uh, and Shami, we uh, Abasher uh, briefly uh, talks about uh, Casey McCluskey, um, and which uh, I'm a big fan of now. Just listening to her story, just um, why don't you just expand a little bit about from my audience here who she is and and kind of part of what her story is. Yeah, so Casey, uh, she was actually she was in our class originally, um, and as Vox, uh, sorry, as Vosh had mentioned in the spring, um, right around finals time, she found out she found a lump. Uh, in her breast, and then she was. We, we had this class called ICM, which is Introduction to Clinical Medicine. Uh, and she was talking with a preceptor, and she kind of brought it up. And uh, here, you know, where we have these small groups basically that we work with our preceptors in to practice those skills, like, such as taking blood pressures, doing physicals and histories, and those kind of things. And so um, she had shown it to her preceptor, and uh, this is all in the video, so it's, it's nothing that she wish she hasn't divulged already. Um, but basically, uh, she felt pain when she was putting down her bag one day, and um, she showed it to her preceptor, and the preceptor said, she, you know, she should probably get checked out. So um, that alone is enough to scare anybody um, to have a physician tell you that, you know, you should probably get that checked out. And so she had the biopsy done and everything, and then it came back positive in terms of, you know, it was malignant. Um, and so... That uh, after that she had to, you know she took the rest of the year off she underwent chemo and you know we've been behind her the whole time actually you can check I think it's on our blog but um, there's a picture where we all her favorite color is orange and um, her family and her devices theme where orange is the new pink so instead of the pink ribbons there were orange ribbons and so on exam day on the final exam day we all wore wore our orange short shirts t-shirts. And we took a picture in the, the atrium of our our main uh, our main building uh, in support of Casey. And so, um, you know, she went through treatment and everything, took the year off, and has now started back in the second year this year. Um, and you know, so far everything's fine. She's she hasn't she's gone into remission, and there haven't been any issues. And um, she was also able to tell her story. And their, their, her story, they did the interview Lakshman and Navash. Um, and we showed that at our school, and then it was received so well with, you know, so much emotion that people thought we should share it, you know, to the general public. And after getting her permission, we were able to put it on our website and on our, pod, our iTunes site where people can download the free podcast, the video, um, of her telling her story. And I think, you know, after that, she really felt power in that because before she had started school, um, she was a teacher. And so it's a unique position, you know, being a medical student, and a you know former teacher being di- diagnosed with breast cancer, and she's you know wholeheartedly embraced um, the opportunity to teach others about you know what she went through and kind of help people understand because she realized as a patient you know the experience is much different than as a doctor or a physician or a medical student. I think that's something that completely opened her eyes, and you can hear her own words on this. She uh, probably am not doing it justice, um, but it opened her eyes in terms of you know what do doctors and medical students need to know when dealing with patients and, you know, what is that patient experience like. So that's something she shares in that video and uh, something she actually shared at the American Medical Student Association conference this last year. Um, She and I went out to Anaheim and she told her story there to students as well. So, you know, people are really excited to hear her and see her and, you know, we're excited to have her join us on the show this year because she's joining us as a host, uh, co-host John. And so, um, there's a lot of excitement and energy that she brings to the show, and I think a lot of it is from her own experiences and overcoming this this huge obstacle that's enough to bring anyone to their knees, really. 
Uh, yeah, and I know this for the latest episode uh, four zero five, uh, where she really took a lead during the uh, during the show. I encourage people to uh, to check that out, and uh, she's doing a great job there. Um, and uh, another interview I, I that um, I'm trying to find the episode number here was um, when I don't know if it was either one of you guys, but it was when. Um, um, somebody went to Aquin Children's Hospital and they uh, interviewed um, a 13-year-old uh, mm-hmm. a patient with cancer. That it was uh, show number three zero seven and three zero three. And that was three zero three and three zero seven. Yeah. Okay, and that was a fascinating story uh, too. Um, how was that? Uh, how was that set up? So uh, Lakshman uh, Swami, our, our other co-host and founding member, he, um, we, we, he along with some of our other classmates here at, at Wright State uh, who are from the Akron area, the Cleveland area, they were there over Thanksgiving. And one of our classmates actually worked there, I believe, before medical school as a, as a volunteer or a, or a researcher. I can't remember in what capacity exactly. But he sort of set that experience up. And basically uh, Lakshman and our classmates took – some recording equipment there, and we're given full access to the physician, Dr. Sarah Freebert, there at the Pediatric Palliative Care Center, and some of the patients. And they they were just um, so so excited to tell their stories. Obviously, this is a palliative care center uh, for, for kids and really a place where some, some really unfortunate things happen to them and, and their families. Um, but they they were just wonderful. They opened up and shared uh, their stories with Lutchman, and we aired a couple of those in season three. Uh, you mentioned three zero three and three zero seven. Uh, there was a, um, a, a young kid who um, had a cancer diagnosis in three zero three, and in three zero seven, there was a uh, a young boy, thirteen year old, who, who experienced back pain one day at school and visited the ER that evening, and, and he was actually uh, never able to walk out of the hospital. Um, because of uh, a spinal cord injury that he had suffered. So, um, you know, it sounds very sad, certainly, and, and it, it was it's sad to hear some of the stories, but what stands out to me when I remember those episodes uh, was the resilience of those kids. Mm-hmm. Um, the boy that I mentioned who, who uh, was paralyzed, you know, he's, he, uh, he spent most of the interview talking about his, his hobby, his new hobby, which is sled hockey for handicapped uh, patients and, and how he's worked so hard just to, to get to that. So, um, really, really pretty moving stuff, and we're, and those sorts of video, do- uh, not video, but audio documentaries um, are things that we, we're going to be trying to do more in the future, just because uh, it's, it's nice to sort of travel a little bit and, and get these stories from other places. Uh, and it seems like the, the, the show is expanding, um, and you're asking uh, for people to submit their stories, other medical schools, other medical students, other correspondents, um, what kind of response have you had to, to that? Well, for the most part, people are really excited. And I think this goes back to when you first asked us, um, how do people respond to, you know, interview requests? And I think it's overwhelmingly people are excited and, and interested in doing it uh, because we are medical students and this is a novel idea. Um, and so the difficult part there is with being able to get students um, to volunteer their time and, you know, with all the other the activities that people were involved in, it's just one of the, another extracurricular that people have the opportunity to get involved with. So it does require a lot of time. And so we've picked a few students from a number of different schools across the country 
that are currently in the process of helping us set this up. So some students are providing video video documentaries or uh, video feedback on current events, whereas other people are writing blog posts in terms of you know their opinion pages an opinion page type thing. So I think as the as the show spreads across the country to different medical students, we pick up a few students every time um, who are interested in doing uh, contributing to it. So I think that's been very exciting actually. Um, and uh, in our chat room, Dr. West has a, has a good uh, question that I'll direct toward Devosh here. And, and there's been a lot of discussion, you know, especially in, in uh, especially medical blocking and medical podcasting, when telling stories about patients, about patient uh, privacy. So how do you address that question as far as, you know, patient privacy issues when you tell some of these stories? Well, we obviously we go over with each, each guest uh, beforehand how much they want to share on the air and get their full permission. Um, in the case of the Pediatric Palliative Care Center, we kind of, um, uh, you know, cleared it all with, with the people over there before we aired those stories. So, it, you know, we obviously don't want to break any regulations, and we, we don't include patients' last names uh, when they come on the show. And so we, we try to, to be pretty careful about that, obviously. That and the, the stories that we did do it in the Palliative Care Center, um, the majority of the ones, especially the ones that we aired, were not from the hospital, so they were from the patient's own, um, you know, home that they, that Luxman visited with uh, Nick Libertine was one of the, which was the students who set, set up the interviews. So the majority of our interviews don't happen in the hospital, and when they do, like the wash up, we, you know, we have permission and we get the written permission of the, the person that's being interviewed. Um, you're listening to the Dr. Anonymous show on uh, Blog Talk Radio. Um, on the line, uh, we have Abash Kalra and uh, Shami Das from the Radio Rounds program. You can get there by going to radiorounds.org. Um, and uh, let me switch gears here a little bit because I'm curious about um, a couple of things. Um, when I was reading the bios there and kind of one of the trends that I'm seeing is that um, there's a lot of medical students now that are getting multiple degrees in addition to their MD uh, degree, they're getting uh, um, MBA, MPH, um, um, those type of degrees. Uh, has it, is that a trend that you're seeing in your classes now that uh, that uh, your colleagues are getting, you know, an additional degree in addition to their MD degree? I think it's a small cohort, at least at our school, and it varies from year to year just based on interest. Um, I, for example, I did my public health degree before I started medical school, and then one of our program directors convinced me that the MBA was something uh, that would really benefit me given my own personal goals. So I think, and, and Luxman as well, he joined the MBA program at the same time that I did. Um, but it varies year to year, and I think, you know, given the current healthcare environment, it also, you know, I think more people are doing it now than before. Um, one of the driving forces is the idea of reclaiming our profession uh, from people, other people, for example, uh, business leaders who are for more or less reason, dictating what the healthcare profession does without having an MD, without having the experience of actually dealing with patient care. And I think that's something that's very important in terms of the future of medicine is that, you know, it should, if the people are making life and death decisions for, for somebody, then they should probably be a doctor. Um, so it, that was my own personal uh, belief in terms of, you know, why it's necessary to, to do the MBA. Um, but... I think it's something that's slowly growing throughout the country, and Luxford and I, and, uh, and John as well, the program that we're part of is the Boonshaw Physician Leadership Development Program. So it's a little bit more than just a dual degree. Um, it's specifically towards 
medicine in terms of, you know, how can we create the future leaders in medicine tomorrow? Hmm, that's a good point. Um, uh, let me ask you about, um, like, social media um, as far as um, in your classmates, um, your peers, um, even your professors. Um, is, there, is, is something like social media, like Twitter and Facebook and blogs and, and podcasts, is that something that is uh, common among your peers that they're utilizing or not that much? Well, it's too bad the Lushman's not here because he is really the social media guru of, of the three of us. Um, but I think he would feel, he would agree if, when I say that the majority of our classmates and peers do access social media to some extent. If, not, if, if anything, it's uh, Facebook, which is, you know, ubiquitous. So that as a beginning, I think, is a place where kind of people can get their feet wet, especially the many different ways Facebook can interact with sites, such as this one. I can see that little Facebook share this icon at the bottom of the screen here at the chat. Um, so it's a great way to get your feet wet in terms of looking at the different venues, such as Twitter. Personally, that's not Twitter isn't something that I've quite gotten familiar with and started to use. Um, but Avash, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. In, in t- sort of today's medicine, uh, where the patients are uh, have access to, to the internet and to um, you know they're they're more educated really than any patient population in, in history really, and um, you know it's, it's sort of imperative I think uh, for physicians to take advantage of some of these um, social media outlets to to sort of bridge the gap between the patients and the physicians a little bit more, and uh, that's kind of you know we we've uh, as you've done Dr. A we've kind of taken taken uh, control of all sorts of different media outlets just to get our show out there. But, you know, more and more physicians are taking advantage of, of these social media uh, venues, and, and we obviously have both talked to Kevin M.D. on our show, who is uh, a big proponent of that. So I think it's very important. Um, and, uh, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but um, you know, there's been a lot of discussions in social media about questions like, you know, should um, – yeah, doctors friend their patients, maybe from a student aspect, should students friend their professors or people evaluating them? Um, do you guys have a sense of that? Do you have kind of a gut feeling on, on either of those issues? Or I mean, you can pass if you like. Uh, could, could you actually just repeat the question? I'm sorry. Um, as, as, well, there's been a lot of discussion as far as, you know, how – um, especially when it comes to Facebook, because that's probably the mo- most popular social media outlet out there. Um, and there's been a lot of discussions as far as, um, you know, should doctors, you know, be Facebook friending their patients? Or from the mm-hmm. student standpoint, should a student friend their professor or friend the people that are evaluating them? Um, have you had, has there been any kind of discussion among your peers about any of those type of issues? Yeah, it, it's it's something that comes up uh, certainly that uh, the administration is kind of, always warns uh, the students to sort of be wary about what they put on their Facebook profiles and who they interact with on, on social media outlets. Uh, in my in my personal opinion, uh, I don't uh, think that it, it's really um, necessarily uh, a great idea for physicians and patients to um, to friend one another or for um, in most cases for students to friend their. Um, their attendings or their their clinical professors or, or basic science professors. Um, there, there's there's a little bit of a line that might be crossed there as far as um, 
uh, how much you want the other side to know and how much would be appropriate in that relationship. Um, the it's it's important for a physician to sort of take care of, of the whole patient certainly and to be fully aware of that patient's circumstances. But interacting on Facebook might sort of be a slippery slope to getting a little bit too involved with with the patient. Yeah, and I think um, I'm not exactly sure how I quite feel about being friends with patients, but I would like to say that you know, as it, it kind of goes back to the same reason we don't treat as doctors, we don't treat our own family. Uh, and our immediate friends, because you want to maintain that objectivity in terms of when you're in your, interacting with them. So I think that rule would probably translate to this as well. So, you know, you'd probably want to, yes, be friendly with them, but not necessarily be friends on Facebook. Um, and in terms of befriending um, our preceptors, our attendings, professors, those kind of things, I think there are other venues other than Facebook to do that. For example, LinkedIn, I think, you know, for, for a professional relationship, uh, that's probably most appropriate. Uh, you're listening to the Dr. Donovan Show here on Blog Talk Radio. On the line here we have uh, with us um, Abash Kara and Shami Das from the Radio Rounds program. You can get there by going to radiorounds.org. And uh, kind of in our closing uh, moments here, I'd like to switch back kind of kind of to the show. Um, you know, with any kind of a show, whether whether it's a blog or a podcast, there, there is a community that kind of comes around or that's created uh, by the podcast or blog. Can you tell me a little bit about the, uh, about the community that has uh, come around uh, Radio Rounds? Well, uh, from my perspective, uh, this is Avash speaking. I, I sort of think that the community has, has grown. Uh, as I mentioned, originally we, we sort of just wanted to do this for our class, for our school, and then as we as we went along we we realized that the community expanded to to medical students um to pre-medical students as well we've done a lot of uh, episodes on medical school admissions and the intricacies of applying to medical school and getting in uh we're going to be doing an episode coming up on on the medical school interview um and we've also expanded the community to to the general public as well just because um they are really the people we're going to be interacting with through our whole careers as, as colleagues, as patients. And um, it's, it's important for, for all of us to sort of be involved in the discussion and in the, in the dialogue because at the end of the day, you know, all of us in medicine sort of have, have the goal of taking care of patients, but it's, it's really a collaborative effort um, between a lot of people. And, and really one of the most important aspects of that collaboration is the patient. So it's important to sort of break down some of the barriers between physicians and, and patients in that sense. And um, I think it's just uh, an amazing opportunity for us certainly to, to just be the ones to help foster that uh, dialogue and those connections. Uh, and I, I remember, uh, and I presume you probably get some uh, uh, email or messages from international uh, listeners, and, and I remember when I got my first international email or comment on my blog, that was just kind of a, uh, a surreal-type experience that, that people um, that are not in this country who are reading or uh, listening to what I'm talking about, um, uh, have you had uh, that type of uh, experience? Shami? Um well, uh, it actually probably goes to our first season, actually, when we first got our first um, interaction with someone abroad. Uh, it was also on our Facebook page. We had friends from Sweden uh, or somewhere in Scandinavia. It was, it, was not Norway. it was Norway, I believe. Norway. Okay. And then also we had a listener um, from Egypt. So, 
you know, we got we get the email. We weren't completely sure if it was legitimate. We we thought it may have been somebody in our class uh, playing a joke on us. But it turns out that through a couple conversations with them that they actually were from Egypt um, and listening to the show and, and listening to our case of the weeks, what we did back then. Um, so it, it was really thrilling. And it, it's amazing that, and kind of how you mentioned in your own, uh, discuss, discussing your own show, is that the technology has allowed us to make a, a much larger footprint than what we would have been otherwise in terms of reaching out and touching people and across the world and spreading our ideas. And had the Internet or blogging or podcasting not been available, you know, I doubt that we would have been nearly as successful. Um, and, Avash, I, I get questions a lot about sponsorship and things. Um, sure. You guys have some great sponsors. Uh, did, did you approach them? Did they approach you? How did that work? Well, from the beginning, we've kind of, uh, we were wary of, certainly about who we wanted to be involved with as far as partnerships go. Uh, we early on we sort of formed a, a an advertising uh, joint promotional partnership with uh, the Student Doctor Network, which is you know a website that uh, encourages um, a forum and uh, an education of, of pre medical students, medical students, and practicing physicians. And uh, we sort of uh, exchanged some promotions each week with them, and, and they sort of uh, helped us out early on in the. Uh, in our show, Dr. Leroy, who you mentioned earlier, was uh, involved with Student Doctor Network at one point and, and knew some of the people over there. So we, uh, that partnership helps us out, certainly, and, and I'll, I'll let Shami talk a little bit about our, our more recent uh, relationship with the uh, American Medical Association. Yeah, recently we were um, approached, I think it was almost uh, a year ago now, so it was last winter we were approached by the American Medical uh Association uh, uh, Insurance Agency, sorry, AMA Insurance Agency, um, and they have a program called MedBlock Advantage. It's a disability coverage for medical students and residents. Um, and they'd approached us with some interest in potentially, you know, sponsoring or contributing to the show because they felt that, you know, just like many of our listeners, that it's an invaluable resource for their population, for example, medical students. So after a few discussions and, you know, even some deliberation amongst ourselves in terms of um, we wanted to make sure that we would maintain complete oversight of the show and that there would no, be no influence in terms of, you know, what we podcasted or what we chose to, to report on. And, you know, once those lines were clear, um, we felt fairly comfortable given that, you know, we didn't really feel that there were any conflicts of interest in terms of, uh, you know, what the show and our sponsorship. And so currently it's not an official sponsorship. They help us with production, basically. And we're working towards an official sponsorship. But, you know, as you know, with a large uh, organization such as the AMA, those type of things take time um, and, and vetting. And so that's what we're in the process of doing right now. But we're more than happy to provide our content uh, for their clients and everyone else. Um, and, Avash, when, when, when the show was starting out, was was this concept that did it have to be approved by the medical school administration, or did they give you any kind of hassle uh, um, about the idea or the show? Well, we, the, well, first of all, I want to say that really everyone here at Wright State and at the School of Medicine has been more than um, you know, I mean, just just so supportive of the show and what we've wanted to do. Um, as far as helping, uh, you know, get the word out to people and all of that. But as far as um, approving the sponsorships, um, we've kind of um, 
been given pretty much free reign as far as that goes. We we are actually founding Radio Rounds as a nonprofit organization, so it's not uh, necessarily a, a school club or, or an organization in that sense specifically tied to Wright State. It's more of a, a national organization that, w- that the three of us are founding together. So in that sense, we we can then kind of control a little bit more about what we um, you know what we do with the show and where we go with it. Uh, certainly, we we always do mention a disclaimer in each show that the views of the show are not representative of the School of Medicine. But um, sponsorship-wise, we we sort of uh, have taken taken control of of that aspect. Um, and it, it seems like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, or wrong too here, is as far as um, and, and Sharpie dropped off, so he still try to call back. Um, that with your third year schedule now and fourth year schedule. Um, Kind of where, where do you see the show going? Do, do, do you kind of see it kind of as, as a as a handing off to younger um, you know medical students to kind of carry on with the show as your third year schedule or even fourth year schedule gets uh, gets more busy? Sure. Well, you know, as as you mentioned, Shami and I are both both third year students now, and so is Lakshman. And uh, as time goes on, we are getting a lot more busy. And and this, for listeners who of Radio Rounds who've kind of Tuned in week to week, they'll they'll notice that more more voices appear on the show than just ours now. Uh, you mentioned John and Casey, and and certainly uh, some other students are, are going to be on soon as well. And the the idea, at least from our perspective, is to that we always want to make sure that the primary voice of Radio Rounds is the medical student. Uh, as I mentioned before, you know we're we're the sort of go between between the physicians and the general public, and so our goal is to always have that be the primary voice of the show. Now, that said, you know, Lakshman, Shami, and I, this is sort of our our thing. Uh, you know, we've kind of uh, developed it uh, through through the last couple of years, and we'll certainly always be involved from a from an organizational standpoint as sort of the um, executive board of the organization that we're founding. And, and so uh, we'll, we'll always be involved, but we're not going to step on uh, – uh, step on the air all the time when when we've graduated from medical school, but um, it's what's what's interesting now that that I'm a third year student and just started my rotations and, and uh, finished my family medicine rotation last week and I started psychiatry this week is that it's sort of opened up a new avenue to to expand the discussion on the show. So um, as we move along, we might get more busy, but we also get to talk a little bit more about our experiences dealing with patients and uh, and their families and taking care of people. So um, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's good in that way as well. Shami, are you back? I am back. I apologize. No, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I, I, the same question to you, Shami, is as far as um, you know, because I, I, I heard the latest episode and uh, uh, I, I I was like, where's the boss at? He's, he's like the he's like the lead guy. He's like he's not here. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> Um, so, Sean, how, how does it feel like kind of uh, kind of transitioning? Because you know, as your as your schedule gets busier, it's going to be tougher to do the show, and you're going to be hearing these other new voices and things. How how, how is that? Uh, how do you how is that going to? Uh, it's probably not going to change that show that much, but it is, it is going to change the show a little bit because one of the things I love, especially about season two, uh, was you was uh, all you guys' banter going back and forth, and you know all the really bad <laughs> puns, and you know those are very very hilarious. But it's uh, um, but the show's going to change a little bit with with uh, with some different voices and different people at the table. How do you think that's going to go? Well, I think that's like I, I caught the tail end of Avash's response, and I think that's something that we've envisioned for quite a while now in terms of we're not always going to be there for the show, but um, it's kind of our responsibility to make sure that whoever is there, you know, carries on the, the chemistry and 
the you know the dialogue. And fear not, John has plenty of bad puns. So um, <laughs> at least for the next year, our listeners can can rest at ease knowing that they'll be there. But um, the other idea is that we other people and students should be on the show because this is from the perspective of medical students. And one day when we're residents, you know, we won't be able to sign off like we currently do. And so the idea is to continually get students involved and from different perspectives share their experiences because we all have, you know, as we mentioned throughout this interview, um, we all have something to learn from each other as well. So I think that's something that's just part of the show, really. Um, and Avash, I know you kind of uh, touched on it a little bit already, but uh, kind of what, what, where do you see the show evolving with this season and next season and as you become a fourth year and, and uh, you know, going even beyond that? Yeah, well, what we've uh, certainly, uh, to, to reiterate a, a little bit, uh, one thing that we're, we're doing as we're moving along is incorporating all of our experiences. You know, you mentioned the banter that we had in season two. Sort of, there were a lot of weeks where we had an exam the next day and we, you could maybe even uh, tell a little bit that we were anxious about that and we, we sort of, uh, discuss that on air, and, and it's looking back, you know, the episodes that we've been on on Radio Rounds kind of are like a diary for us as well, sort of, uh, as far as our medical ex- school experience, and we, we discuss what we go through. Uh, the last couple episodes that I've been on, I've talked a, a little bit about the patients that I've um, uh, seen during the family medicine rotation and what I liked about that, um, the preventative aspects of family medicine and so forth, and and certainly I think that's going to continue in season three, uh, uh, season four rather, this fall and season five next year. But um, as far as uh, where the show is evolving, we, we, we are expanding the show. More and more people are getting involved. We are actually going to be debuting some literary uh, pieces on our site, some contributors from around the country, medical students and physicians, uh, opinion pieces on various topics as well as uh, some video documentary features that uh, some people are sending in. We have uh, a global health correspondent now, um, a classmate or or a fourth-year student at Wright State is uh, in Peru right now, and he is working on some pieces that he'll be sending us. So we're certainly trying to expand and and get more people involved uh, from from the medical student uh, perspective. Um, on the line we have uh, with us here, the uh, the host of uh, Radio Rounds. You can get there by going to radiorounds.org, uh, Avash Kalra and uh, Shami Das. And uh, I guess kind of winding up things, um, I shared with this to you guys before before the interview. Um, you know, do you have uh, any uh, uh, questions for me or, um, you know, anything that uh, I can... <laughs> I can share with you as far as from from my perspective because uh, you know it's, it's it's interesting talking to because the, the the majority of people that that I've had on this show are, are mainly bloggers and not really podcasters and uh, sure. um, it, it's interesting talking to somebody who has kind of went down a, a similar path as far as you know from from a podcast and audio type of uh, standpoint. Um, I wonder if you guys had any, any questions uh, for me, but as we start to kind of close up the show here this evening. Yeah, well, we we certainly uh, are big fans of your show as well, Dr. Ray, and uh, as far as, you know, similar similar style as far as the audio and the podcast, although we don't have the uh, webcam like you do on your chats uh, because uh, I've always said that that, uh, all three of us here have the perfect faces for radio only. So... uh, We 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 stayed away from the webcam, but uh, sure. I mean, if maybe maybe you can tell us a little bit about what you think 
about or, or when you reflect back on your medical school experience and, and um, how that helped you uh, get to where you are now? Well, that's a great question. Um, I know I definitely um, do, did not and probably, well, maybe a little bit now, but don't have the time management skills of you guys. Uh, uh, I couldn't even imagine doing any other hobbies, uh, especially during first year and second year, um, other than just kind of studying. Uh, so, uh, I admire you guys, uh, for, for that. Um, and I guess, I guess for, from, from the standpoint, it, it's kind of a stress relief for you guys just to do something that's not directly, uh, medically related. Um, sure. but it's kind of reflecting, reflecting back for me, I mean, it's, um, wow, um, I think I forget a lot about those things, actually. <laughs> Uh, just trying to, uh, you know, that, that was that was in the old days, uh, you know, when when we still had, uh, you know, uh, a paper uh, syllabus, you know, and nothing was on computers, and uh, you know, everything was like on like chalkboards. You probably guys don't remember chalkboards, uh, but uh, uh, but yeah, it's it's, it's you know, looking back on it, I mean, it's um, it, it would have been nice to um, you know have some of this social media stuff around because you know I needed an outlet too, and and uh, I, I guess that's kind of a little bit where my blocking came from. I, I did write and journal a little, a little bit just to try to uh, get this, all these feelings out of me. And I guess that this is now the blocking and the podcasting is kind of an extension of that, uh, fit for anything else to uh, uh, to get this uh, expression and my feelings out there and not not keep them in. So I guess looking back, that um, you know I did have something similar. Uh, back then, um, but the, the, the networking that, that you guys have with your show is just, uh, incredible. Um, but, uh, but for me, you know, that, I, I guess, I guess that was kind of my origins there as far as, uh, wanting to share not only my story, but other people's stories. Sure. But Dr. A, um, I have to ask, you know, you've, you've been doing this for quite a while now, and, uh, during your, your YouTube video, I, I recognize that you're discussing some things with trial and error and things that worked in the beginning that you may have changed, uh, such as the black and white podcasting. Um, as one, have you ever thought about, in the, in the theme of anonymous, doing putting the camera behind you so it would just be you know someone talking to a mic from behind? Um, and two, what other ideas did you experiment with before you came up with the current format? Um, actually, that, that, that's kind of funny. That I, I, I didn't think of having the, the camera behind me. Um, that, that would have been really, uh, uh, really interesting. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, as you saw on my, uh, my video there, and if people want to see it, it is on DrAnonymous.com, and it was during my third year anniversary show where I kind of talked about the show. Um, uh, it, it's kind of an interesting evolution of being totally anonymous blogger to slowly over the past three or four years just. Um, revealing a little bit more of myself in the internet format, and now I am the least anonymous doctor out there uh, with my face <laughs> uh, and, and my voice and my picture on my blog. Um, so, what was the? Uh, what, oh, 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 so, what yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. But, but before the before this live show, I did pre-recorded podcasts um, on my uh, MacBook. Um, and I released them out there, and uh, I was very frustrated with that because I did not like the editing process uh, because I'm too much of a perfectionist. Uh, so I'm like, oh, well, I want to take out all the ums and uhs and all that kind of stuff, and uh, it would take me at least three or four times the time 
to edit it and post it um, than recording it. So that was very frustrating for me. Um, so uh, so this kind of format here um, is, um, is everything is just live. There's no editing. Um, and I enjoy this format a lot better because uh, it kind of gives me that instantaneous uh, feedback uh, from my audience. Um, and I really think that's where, where things are going is that uh, just more real time, more live, um, and, you know, people um, kind of enjoy my mistakes. Uh, and uh, I, I think that that uh, uh, makes me feel, makes me look a little bit more human. <laughs> Uh, but it, it's fun. I, I, I've done a lot of uh, blogging mistakes. I've done a lot of podcasting mistakes. I think that's the only way that you learn. Um, I think to be a better person in social media, you have to make a lot of mistakes, and I have made a lot of mistakes and have had a lot of embarrassing situations. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that rings true for us, too, because every week um, there's always some kind of surprise, and usually we uh, surmount it, and it's not an issue. But um, if people were to see the live video feed like we're seeing now, it would be quite entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think you guys should, uh, you know, should experiment with that because uh, I, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, just a, it's just a different way, you know, to experiment. And if it's not for you guys, it's fine. But, you know, go ahead and try it. You know, you know there, there's a lot of uh, great, uh, you know, live video Sites out there like uh, like UStream and Justin TV and and uh, I found that the audience likes uh, the kind of behind the scenes feel in addition to the main product of the podcast. Um, so uh, so yeah, I mean it's even having a chat room or a live video feed or something like that. Uh, it's fun. Um, I, I found it very fun. <laughs> well, we we tried something this last week uh, or the yeah this last week when we were doing the podcast. We did a a live. Um, Behind the scenes, where they they hear they heard our audio testing before the show. That was that's as crazy as we've gotten so far. <laughs> um, and, uh, and and just to share with you guys, you know, something that I do, I, I use uh, I use Skype to uh, call in to the Blog Talk Radio site, and I use the uh, um, the video camera feed, um, which I. Um, edit and then I post that up to my YouTube site and uh, people have enjoyed that type of um, you know that they just see me talking at the microphone um, and it's the same show but you just see me talking at the microphone and I've gotten good response from that as far as well it's the same content but um, you can kind of see my gestures you can kind of see some of my facial expressions you can kind of see me taking a, uh, a drink of my uh, Diet Coke right here and uh, it just adds a little bit something different to the show which which people have really enjoyed I'm like I, I'm like who would want to see me drink a Diet Coke but I mean it's, it's kind of entertaining uh-huh yeah for sure we'll yeah, have to, we'll have more to of the yeah <laughs> um, and another thing I wanted to ask you, and uh, um, Shami, I'll go with you first, is that you guys have, have uh, recorded live shows, even in Chicago at, I think, the AMSA conference or AMA conference. How, how, how is that doing a live show in front of a live audience uh, versus in the studio? There's a lot more adrenaline. Um, we did an AMSA show in Chicago where we uh, interviewed uh, Congresswoman Schakowsky there. We also did a, we do live shows at our school for orientation. Uh, we did a live show this year at UC, the University of Cincinnati, at their orientation this year. And this last spring, we did a live show in Anaheim at the National AMSA convention. So, um, 
I think I've been there for all of them. And it, it, it's there's a lot of adrenaline because you're in front of a live live audience. You don't have the luxury of uh, going back and editing the sound clips or anything like that. So you know you got you have to get it right. And any any hiccups that may occur, you just ride the tide out and make the most of it. So um, I've had a lot of fun with them. It's a, you know it's a totally different dynamic. You it's more of a talk show where uh, if you can imagine Oprah or Dr. Phil or something like that, where we have a few shares out, we have uh, some side tables with water on them, and it's it's structured to be a casual conversation that the audience is kind of sitting in on. So um, that's what we strive to strive to do with our live shows, at least, is to get that feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Abash. Yeah, I mean, just to, to add on to what Shami was saying, uh, you know, the, it's it's so exciting uh, for us to do the live shows just because the interaction that we get with the audience, which is what we strive for with our radio shows, so, and, and we get to do that with the live audience uh, right there in front of us uh, for the live shows. Shami has actually been there for every single live show that we've done. Um, and I was not able to go out to Anaheim for the conference last uh, last year. Uh, AMSA uh the GAMSA convention, AMSA is the American Medical Students Association, and, and we, we've done a lot of work with them through, through the uh, last couple of years, and they've been very supportive of the show. Um, we're, we're headed out to Las Vegas in a couple of weeks to do a live show out there at the conference, which, of course, we are very much looking forward to. Um, and uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's just great to, to interact with, with the people of the live show. Um, there are some other things that we have to consider beforehand as far as audiovisual um, aspects, uh, but but when we've done them, they've always been a lot of fun. They sort of set up uh, chairs or, or couches, uh, a table in the front of the room, kind of make it look a little bit like Oprah, and uh, and go from there. Um, and uh, yeah, show me. I'll I'll, I'll ask you the the, the, uh, the techie questions because I'm kind of curious about them. Um, as far as your setup, as far as mm-hmm. so, there's a studio there. Do you use their equipment? Do you guys bring in your own equipment and hardware and software? And how does that work? It's a work in progress. So um, we do. There's a lot, a full studio at the school, and you know, like uh, padded walls, um, microphones, switch, you know, the com- complete board and everything like that. Uh, we'll use that when we do our shows. And then also we have our own equipment that we use. Like for example, we use a MacBook Pro to do some of the audio recording um, for our pre-recorded interviews with Skype and a couple other uh, technolo- technology things that we use. Um, to do that. And the other things that we've been doing are in-field reporting with uh, Marantz recorders and the whole nine yards in terms of the uh, the high-end equipment that they use on NPR to do those type of recordings. So um, every year we get more technically involved and it does get more expensive uh, as, as it goes on. But the quality, if you listen to season one and you listen to season four, um, there's a huge difference in my opinion. And that's kind of listen to a lot of these things and you mentioned before listening to um, a piece of audio and listening you know by the end time you're done you heard it four times over to make sure everything sounds good but I do that on a weekly basis and so um, I it's my job to try to make sure that sound the show sounds as best as it can um, and these guys do a phenomenal job for example Avash, uh, he every week he goes through and kind of gives me advice on in terms of you know what we should keep what worked what worked what didn't work uh, what do we need to take out? Those kind of things. And I'll go in and do the fine editing and put together a story. Um, but that's pretty much what we use uh, right now, at least. And we're actually, sorry to... Yeah, I did want to add that um, this fall, we're looking at doing some testing at our local public radio station. That's YSO, W-Y-S-O, uh, here in Dayton, Ohio. It's 91.3 FM. 
And um, provided if everything goes well, we'll, you know, we hope that things will go well and we should be have a regular spot next year. So uh, wish us luck with that. Oh, great. Great. Yeah, and I, I should tell you guys, if you do have a chat room, uh, you will get distracted during the show. Uh, so, uh, it is very, it was very tempting to read the chat room, especially when you're doing an interview. So, uh, that's my little tip there, uh, cause it's easy to get distracted. <laughs> <laughs> and then what was the question? You know, I, I do want to add, I do, I do want to add on to what Shami was saying as far as the editing that, that is done for the show. And, and I'm sure you experienced this as well on your week to week show, Dr. A, but we, you know, we're, we're always working on multiple shows at one time. Um, as far as whether it's scheduling guests for the future or editing a past episode, um, sort of the way we have the responsibilities split up between our t- uh, team members here, uh, really four to five episodes at one time we might be working on uh, at the same time. So uh, obviously it, it can be a challenge while we're in medical school, but um, it, we, we've gotten a lot better with the time management as we've gone along. Great, great. Um, well, we only have a few minutes left here, so uh, what I'll do is uh, I'll ask you guys uh, if I if I forgot to ask anything, anything else that uh, you think our, my audience needs to know about, any kind of closing thoughts when talking about uh, radio rounds. Um, I'll have Shami go first, and I'll have uh, Avash uh, finish up. Sure. Well, given our our mission and our vision, which you can take a look at our on our website and kind of our discussion today. Uh, we really want people to get involved, and it's anything from providing comments and feedback to actually contributing uh, their work. So, you know, we definitely encourage people to contact us at contact at radiorounds.org um, with any feedback if possible, any show ideas, anything like that, because we're always looking for new new thoughts. So, you know, we really encourage people to to uh, be a part of the conversation. Yeah, and and really, I mean, to us, listening to the show is is a way of being involved. I mean. Uh, you know, um, whether that's our show, Radio Rounds, or that's at RadioRounds.org for all of you listeners out there, and, and, and to Dr. A's show as well. I mean, just listening to these shows, getting a glimpse of what it's like to be in, in the medical profession or for those of us already in the medical profession to learn something new, um, listening to the show is, is a way of getting involved and, and thinking about what we talk about and, and the guests that we speak to. Um, and certainly for those of, us, those of you who, who want to get more involved, there are certainly opportunities to do that. Um, one thing that that I'll mention that uh, I'm not sure if we touched on, we sort of throw around this phrase a lot uh, when we talk about our shows and, and radio rounds here. Is, is humanism in medicine is one, and the hidden curriculum of medicine is the other. And those are the those are two of the themes that we try to uh, make sure uh, that they underlie most, if not all, of our episodes. Um, and when I say humanism in medicine, I'm sort of referring to the traditionally non-scientific parts of medicine and the um, sort of the, the art of practicing medicine and, and working with other people. And the hidden curriculum of medicine is sort of what we experience as medical students when we talk to other physicians, uh, the things outside of the classroom. And, and really, uh, you know, to, to say the word storytelling again, it's really through storytelling uh, that we learn from, from our mentors and from other physicians. So that's something we try and highlight as well. Uh, Radio Rounds. You can get there by going to radiorounds.org. And, uh, it's been great having you guys, uh, on the show. Um, it's, it's been very enjoyable for me to get your perspective. I'd love to bring you guys back, um, as your journey, uh, continues. Um, Avash Kalra and, uh, Shami Das has been, uh, joining me here 
on the show. Uh, it's, it, it's been a delight, um, and uh, I wish you guys the best of luck for the show. It's been very successful, um, and I know I'll be, uh, I'll be listening uh, every week, and uh, uh, you guys are welcome back here anytime. We'd absolutely love to. Thank you so much. And we're, 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 we're fans of the show as well, uh, Dr. Ryan. So uh, thank you so much for having us. Great, yeah, you're welcome. I, I, I'd love to come by sometime and just kind of check out the setup. And just from my geek perspective, and I know Shami would understand that. <laughs> oh, you're welcome in Dayton anytime. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for being on the show. We'll talk uh, very soon, and uh, we'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you very much. Take care. Okay. All right, kids, so that is my show here tonight. Um, I do want to thank uh, my uh, guests, uh, Vash Kalra and uh, Shami Dasa, and I did want to thank also uh, Washman Swami and uh, John Corker, um, who couldn't be here tonight but wanted to be here uh, tonight. Um, and uh, they are uh, host and co-host of the uh, Radio Rounds program. You can get there by going to Radio Rounds. Uh, dot org and uh, you know, subscribe to their iTunes. Check out their shows. It is uh, it is very uh, very good material uh, for any type of audience, whether you're a medical student or a physician or a patient or just a, a member of the community. I definitely encourage you to uh, to check their show out. It is very well done. So I have about a, a minute left here on the show. Here, I just want to give everybody a heads up that um, I will be having a post show over on my UStream site. Uh, you can go to uh, dranonymous.tv. I put the uh, the link um, in the uh, in the chat room there, so uh, uh, the the conversation will continue uh, over there, uh, and uh, people will be able to make fun of me over there as well. Um, and uh, my next show will be a Saturday night um, here. And as people know, the Saturday night show um, <laughs> we take a little bit more liberties during the Saturday night show. My good friend Cat Faith ignited in the chat room. Uh, will be uh, joining me for that, uh, where we uh, talk about um, a lot of non-medical stuff. We just kind of catch up on our week and uh, just have a good time on Saturday night here um, on the uh, Dr. Anonymous show. Coming up uh, later uh, this month, um, uh, I wanted to highlight um, at the end of this month here, um, on uh, September uh, 30th, uh, we'll be having the EMS Newbie podcast. Uh, we'll be having a couple of guys come on. Uh, one of them is going through a paramedic school. So that'll be uh, interesting to uh, talk about. And uh, October 7th uh, will be Dana Lewis. Uh, she is uh, very well known in the medical uh, social media sphere, so she'll be uh, joining us uh, during that show. So I will say a good night, and I'll see everybody at DrAnonymous.tv for the uh, post show. Good night, everybody. <laughs>